Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Welcome tonight. Um, I have a new uh, headgear on over here, so I hope everybody can hear me. But anyway, welcome to Ask the Chucker Live. Uh, This is July 30th, 2015. I'm Donna Smith uh, on our Thursday evening health show. And our show tonight is Drivers Under Stress. And I think everybody pretty much knows that. Even if you're not a driver, we all know what stress is. Uh, But we do thank you for joining us tonight and being with us. Also, um, we hope you're enjoying these Thursday evening shows. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback from them, and um, I really do appreciate that. Um, The stats are going up, uh, the replays, and even the live listens. So um, I really do hope you you sincerely are enjoying these. Um, I started doing the evening shows, and Alan does the Saturday shows, like the one we did just last Saturday on driver wages. It was a tremendous show. Um, and remember, um, all our shows are archived and they're all available for replay. So um, you can look at it either through Blog Talk Radio show page or through iTunes or something like that. Uh, so our guest tonight is Tony Bogard, a 15-year driving veteran with uh, Conway Truckload. He's a driver advocate for health and wellness. Uh, Mr. Bogard is also an Army veteran and a published author, as well as a former spokesperson for Cobra Electronics and Blue Tiger. But as he states, the most important thing to him is being the father to his four children. And also I have to mention that Toby was our MC for two years at the 2011-2012 Truck Drivers Social Media Convention and did an awesome job, by the way, so... And everybody who was there and who's listening um, knows that. So tonight's show is a little different. We've been talking a lot uh, the past shows about drivers' physical health, uh, including their diet, the difficulties they face when trying to eat healthier, the need to exercise more. Um, We've gotten into GMOs, food additives, the dangers of processed foods, and how to avoid them. We've uh, touched on the um, uprise of autoimmune disease and how it could relate to our food and water supply and the research that strongly has suggested this. But like I said, tonight's show's different. We're going to get into the emotional side of driver health, driver stress, and and how overlooked the, the seriousness of all this is. Uh, For one thing, emotional stress can lead to physical disease and illness, and it's nothing to take too uh, lightly. And you know, although we always talk about driver's lifestyle, 
and how stressful it is on a daily basis, what happens when you add personal stress to that? I mean, it's not like you can call in and say, hey, I'm going to take the afternoon off. I'm having a really bad day. And uh, by the way, I may need tomorrow too just to get my head together. I mean, you, you know, don't laugh. I mean, that's what people do. I mean, I've done that in the past. So, uh, you know, you can't do it as a professional driver. So tonight our guest, veteran driver Toby Bogard, is going to share with us his life episode he's experienced and how he was able to overcome uh, a very stressful situation and uh, and turn it around, actually, into something great, which I can't wait to talk about. He's going to share it with you tonight. Um, for all those listening via the Internet tonight, and if you would like to be a part of the show, you can call in 347-826-9170 and join in. That's 347-826-9170. And then what you have to do to let me know that you want to talk is um, press 1 on your keypad, and it kind of like puts your hand up here on the switchboard so I know you want to be a part of the show. But anyway, it's going to be a great show. Um, I see the lines filling up and uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Well, we're back, everybody, and I, I just opened up um, Toby's line. Uh, Toby, are you with us? Hello? Well, I'm okay. His call dropped. He's probably going to have to uh, have to call back in. Okay. I get a little nervous because this is a new headset. Uh, uh, thanks to Godspeed exped- Expediters. Um I happened to I happened to uh make the comment on our last show that these headphones were kind of, you know, when you you just 
you start in with the electrical tape and they're all frayed and everything. And before you know it, uh, we had a donation from Godspeed Expedite. Thank you so much, guys. It, and I'm just getting a little nervous now if uh, if everyone can hear us. I don't see Toby back on the line. So, oh, there he is. Okay. Toby, Donna, you can you hear me? Yes, yeah, Donna, yeah, I'm here. You? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, yes, awesome. Ma'am. I was I was just telling the story about my new headphones, and I'm so worried, you know, that I don't have them set up right and everything. But we're so happy to have you on here. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Well, you know, i got to tell everybody um, how this, this show happened, because I happened to see your um, – your your video, uh, the latest video you, you did. What was the name of it? Trucker's workout. Oh, the the NCAP Trucker's workout. Yeah, and I looked at it and I went, "Wow, this is awesome!" You know, because truckers are always, um, you know, looking how to exercise, and you know, I need to, but you know, I don't have time, or there's not enough room, or I don't have weights, and all this kind of stuff. And so you explain that in the video that. Hey, you don't need none of that. You just need a little space, and here's what you do. And and so um, I think I contacted you. I said, hey, that's awesome, right? So we put it up on trucking social media within one day. I mean, I don't know where it's at now, but within less than 24 hours, it had four, 400 views on trucking social media, and it was shared 28 times on one page. So I think everybody loves your new video. I'm, I'm really uh, glad about that. You know, um, one of the things that inspired that video was, as you you know you know me for about four years now, Donna, and I've always taken my health and wellness very seriously as a driver. Right. Um, and unfortunately, one of the things that I encountered was, you know, I love to exercise, but I, I continually had a, a bunch of drivers looking at me, going, "Hey, what do you do?" Because normally I exercise outside of my truck. So I, I would, you know, have drivers say, hey, what do you do when it's raining or snowing outside? And I would just look at them and go, well, I've got a, a workout that I do in my truck. Never thought nothing about it. You know, it's just a maintenance workout for me that helps keep me on track. Right. And right. Uh, I had several people contact me and go, hey, can you do us a favor? We want to lose weight. We want to get healthy. You know, but DOT physical, you know, requirements are getting tougher. You know, they're they're cracking down on us now. I'm overweight. You know, I'm going to lose my license type of thing. Can you, does that maintenance workout work? And I'm like, well, yeah. Can you record it and put it online for us? So while I was, the, 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 I talked about it on a couple of videos on Facebook, and the response was so amazing that I decided to film it while I was in my hotel room in Salt Lake City, Utah. And so I filmed it. It's a 30-minute workout, no equipment required. Um, it's just, you know, your body, you, and you need, you don't really need a lot of room. Matter of fact, I designed the workout specifically to be able to do in a small sleeper berth area of a truck. I've literally right. taken the excuse factor out of exercising. Right, right. No, I it really was have. really great. They, it, people really enjoyed it too, and um, and I was glad. And like I said, it it just you know hit trucking social media, and it it just took off. I I haven't checked to see how many views you know now, but as of I don't know couple hours ago or so it was over 400 so anyway um well you know uh you know tonight's tonight's uh, uh show is a uh, driver stress 
mm-hmm. and we decided to go in that direction because mm-hmm. as you and I were talking, I mean, we were going to have an exercise show, which we we're going to lead into that too. But we were talking about uh, stress and some things that have gone on in your life, which I wasn't aware of, and I, you know, I find, felt bad that I wasn't aware of it all. But, um, but how you've come out really victoriously, and uh, there's a great thing that that you've put together because of it, and uh, which I really want to get into that that hope thing, the 501. And anyway, um, but before we get into your can we just summarize and i know everybody listening knows all the problems but the idea of a a lot of the daily stress and b what happens when that's compounded with um you know extra stress life stress not just work and driving and dispatchers and shipping and DOT and logs, you know, that's all part of the job stress. When you add a really a big thing in your life that, you know, really takes its toll, how do you handle it while you're driving and all the other things that are coming up? Well, you know, um, this job, as you know, I mean, Alan's been a driver for about 36 years now that I recall. You know, and, and right. I, I, I'm sure that Alan has seeing the T-shirt and truck stops that says the only thing tougher than a trucker is a trucker's wife. Well, you know, honestly, yeah. that's that's a true statement, and it really is because it takes a very solid home foundation, a very solid home life to make it in this industry um, and keep it together. This is not an industry where it's very solitary, number one. It's very, very, very solitary, Um and so it's very difficult for drivers. Like for me, for example, I'm a person who's always internalized everything. I've always been that way. Um, it's nothing against anyone. It's just me. I've always internalized everything. Uh, and so I'm one of these people that, you know, whatever life threw at me, I just stood there and went, okay, you know, I got this. I can do this, whatever. And... Unfortunately, out here it's a very solitary life, and uh, unless you have a co-driver or a, you know so, uh, somebody on the truck with you, but drivers tend to basically we 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 tend to hold stuff in, especially you know men. Men are really bad about it. Um, oh yeah, a lot worse, we, a lot worse than women. Women don't hold anything. Exactly. In. Go ahead. We we tend to, you know, and you don't really have anybody to share it with. So you're kind of at a loss as to what to do. Um, and so all of that stuff, the biggest problem is you have too much time to think. You know, right. you have 11 right. hours a day that you right. drive. And during that right. 11 hours, you're going to think. You can't help it, you know. There's only so much radio you can listen to. There's only so much, um, you know, so Mark many audio Levin, books huh? you can listen to. <laughs> You know, there's so, so much there's, Mark Levin you can listen to. <laughs> right. Um, so it's one of those things where you're, you just have so much time to think. And I'm sure you've heard the old saying, you know, making mountains out of molehills. Unfortunately, yeah. as drivers, you know, we tend to do that. And I'm not, I'm not, please do not misunderstand. I'm not discrediting anything any driver goes through out here because I know how hard it is. I've been doing it for a long time myself. Um, but a lot of times little things will, will, will pop up and, 
we, well, you know, well, we tend because, to overthink them. Yeah, I think that's because they get amplified. I don't, I don't think it's like making a, a big deal out of nothing. It's, it's a, it's a little deal that the more it's processed and thought about, and then mm-hmm. obsessed upon, right? You start to fixate. Exactly. Then all of, all of a sudden now, it's out of control. And the isolation that you just mentioned, I think, is a huge part of that because now you know it you're is. just getting all. I mean, I really, I can, I can put myself in that place, and um, I would not do well at all, you know, out there. Um, and I think, you know, I've noticed a lot of drivers, and tell me if I'm wrong, uh, they almost now become. Uh, people that enjoy being isolated and and they become loners, and you know I don't think they were like that before. I think the it was a survival mechanism that kicked in that they had to become loners in order to survive the job. And after a while, I think that just becomes part of their personality. Have you noticed that at all? Or it does, it does. Um, I myself. Uh have it's affected me in that sense in that same way where um you you get to the point where you spend so much time alone you don't know how to be around people you don't right. know how to you know like for example you go home and you may love your wife and kids if you're married or whatnot but after a couple of days if you've been doing this a while you start to go stir crazy um yeah, and it, it, uh-huh you're you're so used to being by yourself. And the thing about it is is you can get aggravated so much easier because mm-hmm. you're not used to having to deal with people. Right. And and, right. and that's an Your unfortunate circumstance. Are... Exactly. Well, I mean they don't get they don't exactly get polished out here. You know, even right. if you polished right. when you started driving, you lose that polish as you do this a while. Well, there's just so many hours of um you know, being isolated. I mean, even though you know you've got the CB and um, all like that, it's, it's it's. I don't think it's the same. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a driver, and I think you know. On the other hand, I think there's drivers that this doesn't bother. You know, however they have you know their personality or whatever. You know, it, it just doesn't bother them, and they carry on. But I've noticed with a lot of people, I can even see it on. Facebook with like comments people will make. Yeah, that's why I can't stand to be near people. Or you know what I mean? It's like little things oh. like that, and I kind of, I kind of laugh, you know, because it's true. Oh, I understand but, completely. And and it, it you know there are people out here that it doesn't bother, and I applaud those people. But if you look at those people also that it doesn't bother, they're also nine times out of ten they're people that don't have. Um, very good social skills or, you know, uh, they don't do well in social situations. And so this mm-hmm. job in and of itself is ideal for them. Can right. just get in the truck, close that left door, right. and put, right. the, put the, that truck in gear. Right. It, it draws a lot of people maybe with that type of personality where, you know, they just they just like to be alone. And, you know, that's fine. That's cool. Um, I wanted to – so, um, well, you know, I was asking you what do – what do people do? And and I just want to throw this out there uh, for everybody. We had Carol O'Byrne uh, from LifeCoachService.net on the other night. Uh, she, you've got to go to that website since we're on the topic 
of, um, you know, being under stress, going through difficulties, you know, whether it be your health, your relationship, the loneliness like you talked about, um, depression, anger, isolation. I mean, these are all the things she deals with. If there's anybody listening tonight, and I, and I know the people who are listening, you know, looked at the title and it, and it you know, hit home. So um, lifecoachservice.net. You can send us a private message if you if you can't find the website, and they deal with this um, kind of uh, you know situation. And I know she's, I think she's given out the first session free, and so if you ever need to talk, because don't you agree, uh, Toby? It's very important to talk to people, whether it be someone. I mean, I think the most dangerous thing when you're under stress is not to be able to to feel alone and to feel I think like hopelessness comes in when you start to feel alone, right? It does. It, and it's a form of despair and you know depression has three phases. And the the, the last phase, the worst phase is despair. And when you sink into a, a a mindset of despair, you're ready to give up. And when you reach that point you know, God willing, you do something before then. You know, that was, you know, we'll get into this a little later, I imagine. But that was my problem a while back, several months ago, was, you know, I got to a point of despair and didn't even know it. So, you know, there are warning signs. And if you have any doubts, you know, if you're going through a tough time, you know, and you can, do some research. A lot of, for example, a lot of companies, trucking companies have, well, all of them have a human resources department. A lot of those human resources departments have access to mental staffing or mental health agencies that are actually paid for through that company's that driver's insurance that they pay for every week right. or every pay period. So, I mean, if you feel that you're getting to the point where you're going to do something foolish or you're feeling, you know, so down that everything in the world's getting to you, make a phone call. You know, a support group is the most important thing you can have out here, whether it's friends that you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning because you're having a bad day, or whether it's family or a wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, whatever. A support group is invaluable out here. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you brought up a point. It's uh, men have a difficult time doing that. Women don't. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, if there's something wrong, you know, you're on the phone with your girlfriend and you're hashing it out and, uh, well, you know, you've got all kinds of advice given and then if that's not good enough, you call two more and then they're giving you advice and uh, everything's fine, you know. Men aren't like that. I know that. So it, it is a lot more difficult for them. But um, well, t- tell us now, I mean, You've got a great story and um and, and, and what it led to at the end and what you've got going now because of it. Um you wanna I don't know where to start with it. How would you like to begin with Well, you know, I guess to start at the beginning. Okay. I guess to start at the beginning. Because actually in a way the beginning is um a place that a lot of people may be familiar with and here's why I say that. Um my downfall Kind of my downward spiral started in April of 2008 when my son passed. My oldest son Zachary took his life in April of 2008, and um, unfortunately, sorry. I entered 
a state of depression, and I was not aware of it. I do know that I began to care less about certain things, personal appearance, finances, attitude, etc., etc. Everything just kind of started slipping away from me. And over time, it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. And again, it was one of those things where I kept trying to get a grip on it, but unfortunately, my grip wouldn't last. It would get better for a short period of time, and then everything would spiral out of control again. Um, and unfortunately for me, I did not know I was in a depression. I was, as I said, I grew up, I mean, I tell people this. It's an ongoing joke. My life reads worse than bad fiction. You know, if you wrote my life story out as a screenplay and took it to a producer of a movie, he'd look at you and go, nobody believed that garbage and he'd throw it in the trash. But that's my life. And, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of people have lived a lot worse lives than I have. But unfortunately, because of the life I've lived, I've always been one of these people that I internalize stuff. You know, my son died. Um, I took a couple of days off to, from work. I went right back to work. I internalized everything. And I've done that my whole life. And men are very, very bad about this, especially. Um, we internalize stuff. And so what happened with me was I internalized his, his passing and things just got worse and worse and worse and worse, and they'd get better for a couple of minutes, and they'd get worse again. It all came to a head a few months ago when I literally uh, tried to take my own life. Hmm. Um, I had hit a point where I could not take anymore. I had reached my breaking point, and I had tried to reach out to people, get help, to talk to someone. I, I'm, I don't have a lot of friends, um, not, with, not that I feel that I can trust with with what's right, going on right. with me. Right, right. There's a lot of people you know, but not to the point where you can confide. I know exactly what you mean. And so I, uh, I hit rock bottom. And and uh, this this event, I, I tell the story about, and I'm sure most people have heard it about the the old adage about the man who's walking along the edge of the narrow cliff and he falls off, and as he's falling, he grabs a hold of a protruding root from a tree. And he's holding on, he's holding on, he's trying to climb up, he's trying to climb up, he's trying to, you know, get his way back out of the, the ditch, you know, the, the cliff that he's falling off of. He's trying to get back up to the top, and and eventually he gets to the point where he's so tired and so worn out he can't fight anymore, and he, he hollers out, is anybody up there? And he hears a voice from above go, let go. And then, of course, he says, well, is anybody else up there, you know? And, and it's kind of a, it's an old adage, a joke, but in my case, that's the point I hit. I was hanging on to that tree root. My footing slipped, and I lost it. And uh, I was hanging on to that tree root a few months ago, and I just decided that there was nothing left. And so I let go. Uh, the odd thing about it was when I decided to let go, I have uh, uh, – she's two-and-a-half now, uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old little girl – who is the light of my life. And yes, I was at a point where I was even ready to give up because I didn't feel I was doing her any good with the damage that I was in in the state of mind that right. I was in. Right. You start to feel useless or whatever. I know depression can make you really think some strange things. Go ahead. And, and uh, literally, not, not, a, not a joke, not an exaggeration, at the minute I decided I was going to end my life, my little girl decided she wanted to talk to her daddy. Hmm. And uh, 
I answered the phone, and it was her. And the first words out of her mouth were, I love you, Daddy. Wow. And that phone call that morning, it was at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday, started a chain of events in my life that my life did a complete 180. Um, I was having massive financial problems, massive uh, home problems, family issues, emotional problems. Uh, just I was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything. And when you're depressed like that, everything is compounded. Um, it, it doesn't make a difference how big or little the issue is. It, it feels like it weighs a thousand tons. Right. You know. Um, right. So when you're like that in that state of mind, when you're depressed like that, when you're down like that, uh, it, it, it literally everything multiplies. And no matter how small or large it is, it just multiplies, and it seems like it's worse than it really is. And, and sometimes it is as bad as you think it is, and a lot of times it's not. But in my case, uh, it started a chain of events uh, about 10.30 that morning. Uh, I had spoken with my dispatcher earlier that morning, and she had literally heard the despair in my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spoke with my little girl for a while. Like I said, she called me right at 10 o'clock. At 10.30 that morning, I got a phone call from someone in Human Resources, the Conway Truckload, and I spent an hour on the phone with her, and we worked out some of the financial issues that I had. Right. Uh, Conway helped me hugely with that. And then um, I turned to... Uh, a therapist that I can have phone sessions with because I'm obviously gone a lot. Right. And, you know, Conway uh, has part of our health insurance is a mental health assessment, and um, we uh, get five sessions for free. So I've utilized those, or I am utilizing those. Um, And it's, again, it's been a situation that has led me as I said, my life turned around completely 180 degrees at that point. And granted, don't misunderstand, everything is not uh, peaches and cream or roses or better roses. But and it's, I now it's not at, in anybody's I'm life. It, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's you know, everybody has their trials in their life. It's just like a different mindset, it sounds like you have now. I do. I have a totally different mindset. I look at things differently. One of the things that I've I, – I, I tend to do a couple of things every day that I never did before. And one of those things is um, every morning when I wake up, I look at myself and I look at the past 24 hours and I find three things to be grateful for. One of the things I discovered is that when you look at the negative that's around you, all you're going to see is the negative. Right. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're going to find. So what I just started to do was I look at three things to be grateful for in the past 24 hours. It could be something small. It could be something large. It could be something as little, and this is a big thing, but a little thing in and of itself, uh, of that my little girl calling me up at night to go, Daddy, I love you, night, night, sweet dreams. To me, that, that, that's huge. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I started to do. Another thing I started doing is instead of internalizing, I started keeping a journal. Um, every night before I go to bed, I write about the experiences of that day, how I feel, um, how I felt, the things that occurred, you know, the things I went through, whatever it may be, whatever's on my mind or on my heart. But the biggest thing I did was I turned back to God. I discovered that, uh, and I actually did this, um, this experience for me, uh, 
caused me to do three videos on Sin. They're on my Facebook page. One of them is called Sin in the Mirror. Another one's called Life in Crisis. And the third one is called Hero Worship. Caused me to reevaluate how I look at myself, um, Mm -hmm. how I look at the world. And I realized one thing, and that's that God's not done with me yet. If he had been done with me, I'd have taken my life that day. My little girl would have never called. And the series of events that have occurred since then would have never happened. So, um, but, you know, also one of the things I found, and I was always a big advocate for this, but I kind of lost track of it and what was going on is, believe it or not, exercise can be a huge way to help release negative energy and frustration, anger, you know, um, so... You know, the harder you push, the more you get loose. You know, the more you let go of, as the old saying goes. But so that, that you know, I, I the biggest thing for me was really turning back and starting to study the, the my my Bible again and doing my Bible study. And I listened to a, a radio show on XM Radio Channel 131, Family Talk, at 10.30 Central Time every morning. And it's a show called Walk in the Word with James McDonald as the pastor. I love the mm-hmm. show. It's been a huge help to me. Um, right, right. And you, hear, you, hear, you, you hear the story about, you know, you know, uh, I was going through this or that, and you know, um, I turned on the radio and uh, was listening, and all of a sudden the, the preacher, I went to church, and the preacher started talking about what was bothering me. Well, that's literally what happened that day. Um, you know, over the success of the next three or four days, I listened to sermons on that show or, or, or studies on that show, and they all hit home for me. And the the biggest thing was my life. I realized my life was in crisis that and i found out that god will allow us to be put to either put ourselves in crisis so that in an effort to get us to turn back to him and that's what everything that was going on in my life the simple explanation to me or for me and it's the one that i like by the way Mm -hmm. is that my life was in crisis in an effort to get me to turn back to god and i did and it's just been it's been an incredible journey since then it's led to uh many many things that are ongoing in my life right now. A couple of very special projects that you said you wanted to mention. Uh, we'll get to those when you're ready. Uh, it's led to me getting back on track with my with my eating habits, my exercise, taking better care. I, I have a philosophy I call body, mind, and spirit. And my thought mm-hmm. process, and Bruce Lee talked about this, you know, back years ago, if you keep your body, your mind, and your spirit healthy, and they're all working together, You've got good energy. Surround yourself with positive people. Surround Mm -hmm. yourself with positive influences. If it's toxic in your life, and Warren Buffett said this, if if there's something toxic in your life, get rid of it. And sometimes that's really hard for us. But ultimately, it's the only thing that we can do because if we, it's going to poison us from the inside out. Well. you know, I, and I just want to share something with people. You know, first of all, you hit on the thing about exercise, and we have talked about this, you know, in the past. And when you're going through something so devastating, you know, I mean, you don't even want to roll out of the bed, let alone, you know, uh, no, you get don't. an exercise. However, if you get to the point where you can do it, the um, uh, endorphins release during a good workout, I mean, even if it's just 10 minutes of intense exercise, right, you, you those are, um, they're similar in chemical composition 
to uh, opioids. It gives you like a, a, a high. Yes, it does. And uh, that's why all these runners, they're almost addicted to running, and it's not the running they're addicted to. It's the high they get. So, yeah, and that's honest. You know, that is true. That is very true. You get addicted to the to the feeling afterwards. It's very true. Right. So, if if there's people listening, and I I know there's a lot of people listening tonight, and I know there's going to be a lot of uh, archives on this one. If if you can force yourself to I don't know what you do when you're out on a road, run around the parking lot. I don't know what you know. Take a look at Toby's video he has out of what you can do in your truck because it looked pretty intense to me. And just to to feel to get that out there and and I know it's difficult, uh, very difficult. But cuz you had even said that even your exercise because you've been doing exercise for a long time. You've been doing videos. I mean, I oh, yeah. remember seeing them. and the uh, um uh, what was the? Sh- did you do Shakeology or something like that? You were yep. drinking. I, I am a firm believer. Uh, I am a very, very firm believer in Shakeology. When I got on Shakeology, I did a three-month stint of research about the best nutrition and meal replacement shakes on the market, and Shakeology, hands down, was the best. I mean, absolutely the best. It's, they call it the healthiest meal of the day, and it's literally, it literally is. It's packed with vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your body needs to help supercharge your metabolism and give you the energy that you need to go all day. I know I sound like a commercial there, but it's well, literally no, I know you're, get, you're just passionate about it, and I know you are because oh. I've seen I've seen the videos. So, um, and I get like that too when I you know when I really believe in something that my kids tell me you sound like an infomercial, and um, well, I guess I do because, because I really do believe in it. <laughs> But so when you were going through this uh, thing, okay, did you find it difficult to stay on your exercise? Uh, uh, Almost impossible. You know, okay. I had to okay, force myself, so. and and really, it was you know they say I tell people it's easier to talk yourself out of something than into something, and yes. it was so much easier to talk myself into not getting out of bed and exercising than it was to talk myself into getting out of bed. Sure. And so I really, I I spent about eight months not doing much of anything, just kind of flirting with the outside edges of trying to exercise and eat right. And and it was really, uh, for me, who has always been, I mean, you're talking to a guy who I've done some of the hardest workouts available while on the road, I did Insanity twice. Insanity's call considered by oh, maybe the hardest right. workout I ever put on my, on DVD. I did Insanity twice. I did Insanity the Asylum. I did six weeks of P90X3, and I, I just I gave up. And, and and you do when you reach a state of mind where you're so depressed or so out of it, you would you will literally give up on everything, and it's not pretty. Right, right, it's but not pretty. But so anyway, you you you're you're out of it now, and it looks like you're um, on the road to uh, this new exercise uh, thing you're doing. And can we look forward to a series of videos that you're going to be? You putting can. Out? You you can. Um, I am actually working the response to this one, uh, and I really don't have a name for it. I affectionately call it um, diesel power because I drive a truck. I have a friend oh, who jokingly call I have a, a friend who jokingly calls it the underwear workout because they do it in their underwear, um, you know, in of their course. truck, uh, whatever. That's right, more than I right. wanted to know. 
you know. Um, hey, but, uh, we all wear underwear. Uh, okay. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but for me, uh, I've the response has been so positive to the video, and it's on my YouTube channel, truck uh, truck underscore writer. At you on YouTube, it's uh, on trucking social media. As you know, it's on my Facebook page. I mean, uh, the response has been so positive and the feedback so good that what I've decided to do is I want to do a series of videos. My ultimate goal is to have a workout program similar to like an insanity, uh, a 30 to 60 day program that drivers can do in their truck. They don't have to get out of their truck. They don't need equipment. Although the next video, I'm already working on the next video. And it's got, it's, I'm going to incorporate some resistance band training in there for drivers that want a little more, but they're not required. They're just, you know, you can add to it if you want. I'm already working on that video. Um, the the minimum, minimum goal is to have three different videos online where drivers can kind of mix it up and match it up any way they want three days a week. The minimum that I'm hoping people will work, use this video is three days a week. All I'm asking is give it three days a week for six weeks, and you will get results, I promise you. I guarantee the workout works, the program works, and when I, I'm also working on a diet, uh, on a, uh, I, don't, I hate the word diet because diet I know, I know. Right, right. Uh, a a, a driver-healthy eating program. Right. And again, you know, we, I'm going to say this about Shakeology. Shakeology is my meal of the day for breakfast. I actually mix it with chocolate milk. One of the little tidbits I'm going to add. A lot of people don't know this, but one of the best post-workout drinks you can have is chocolate milk. You know, mm-hmm. and so I love it because if I run, you know, if I run low on chocolate milk, you can get chocolate milk in almost any truck stop in the country. You know, so um, I absolutely love it. It's uh, it, it works great, and so. Uh, there's my do you ever use Shakeology. The, do, you, do you ever use what the now? chocolate? Uh, do you ever use the chocolate almond milk? No, have ma'am, I have that? not. I have heard about it, and I'm I'm thinking about giving it a shot. Okay, okay, it's it's really good. Do you good, use it? Do you use it? I use. I don't use the chocolate one. I've tasted it. I use plain mm-hmm. almond milk. Okay. okay. Um, I don't I don't eat dairy. So um so I'll eat drink coconut milk and almond milk um either if I'm doing a shake or you know anything you put milk in but right. um I know a glass of almond milk has 30 calories the unsweetened and then uh-huh. they sell the the chocolate one too and, and I'm just giving ideas for people listening you know if I'll, have well, I'll have to look into that I'll have to look into that because I I use I use the chocolate, the chocolate milk on my Shakeology and love it. I used to use a protein shake you buy in a store, but sometimes you run out and you can't get them. So. There's another thing, too, um, that I absolutely love. It's this powder. It's a, it's called the, the Mayan food, superfood, and it, it's a cocoa with, like, oodles and oodles of nutrients. I mean, it's not sweet at all. It's just pure cocoa. And like right. I'll put it in with the almond milk, and then um, like put a little honey when I want some. Like a, I feel like I want to treat myself, and mm-hmm. that's a, another good thing. So I don't know if you, I can send you the name of it in a text message. Um, if I'd you want, I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate that. Anything, like anything chocolate. that's going to help. Right. Well, oh, yeah, and, and that's the other what we thing do about, on these shows. The other thing about Shakeology that I like is they have several different flavors available. It's just not chocolate or vanilla. They have several different, you know, tropical berry, vegan, all kinds of stuff. But, see, I'm a chocoholic, 
And so the right. chocolate helps satisfy my sweet tooth as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, and I never liked chocolate till about, I don't know, five years ago. I mean, I, I really disliked it. And then all of a sudden, it was like I couldn't get enough. So I think your body just changes. I don't know what happens. You know, I want to, while, while people are listening, and I want to get into this new hope thing that you started. But um, before before we do that, before we go to the next break, for those listening, if if you had some words of wisdom from somebody who has experienced, you know, really the the foothills of despair, and what would you tell them right now, you know, to for I would, encouragement? I- I would say this. This is one of my favorite quotes. It's by Abraham Lincoln, and it's this. Oftentimes, I have been driven to my knees by the conviction that I had nowhere else to go. Turn to God. And I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but honestly, pray. Pray and reach out to people that love you and that you love and tell them. And if they do not think you're serious, Get their attention. Don't do something drastic, but say to them, look, I need help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. But always, always remember God is there. You reach out to him. He is waiting for you to hold his hand and grab his hand, and he will. Romans 8.28 says he will help you weather the storm of your life, and he will. Believe me, I lived it. Believe me, I lived it. Right, I hear you, and um, I think that's excellent, excellent advice uh, to give. And and for those, um, uh, you know, who who don't believe, and I I don't think there's quite as many as the media would like us to believe there are. I think most people do believe in in something. Then you know, it, it it's a good time to really you know dig deep within yourself and 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 just search for that being who can really help you. Um, I, I think that's excellent advice. Um, and then plus two, you know, the exercise, you know, will help you to relieve that stress, even even if, you know, you don't feel like doing it. And, you know, I, I was telling you, and I think I told somebody else too, something that helps me, because we all go through downtime. I mean, maybe we're not in the you know, armpit of despair, but you can get down in life and different things, you know, that go wrong. And I find when I'm out in public and I'm feeling my worst, that's when I'll look at somebody in the eye and smile at them. And, you know, I think the reason behind that is because you don't know what other people are going through at that moment either. And... um, And I agree. You know, I agree. And, and it, it it's because be no, it, I was just going to say it's because you are feeling so bad that you become empathetic towards others in life that you can pull that smile, and it's almost like comforting yourself when you do that. And I'm going to tell you, you you have to try it because it really hurt. It really helps. I know some people are so hurt that you know they almost become mean you know they get mean to other people and it's not that they're mean they they're they're hurting and they're taking it out on someone else and just reverse it you know and and it will just try it but um okay now I, I have, I, let me take a 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go yes, ahead, ma'am. Toby. No, I, oh, I was going to say, I have, two, I have two things about that. I call one of them the duck on a pond syndrome. And if you ever watch uh-huh. a duck on a pond, everything looks nice and serene mm-hmm. and calm. But underneath, it's all chaotic because they're trying to keep afloat. And the other thing yeah. is, is, the other thing is, is that, you know, you're 100% correct. We never know what another person is going through. And right. so if we judge them based upon our bias, then we're wrong. It's that simple. Right. I mean, even like, you know, somebody can be nasty or something and, you, you know, you get all mad and defensive and then you, you know, how it goes. Oh, oh yeah, well, let me tell you all that kind of nonsense. But you don't well, you know. Well, you, know. you know what they say. Mm-hmm. You know what they say, Donna. Sometimes perfectly normal people do irrational things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I mean, it's just life. It's humanity. And I think uh, we just all need to be more empathetic and understanding of one another. And uh, I just want to say there's people coming on here. And I just want you to know that if you want to talk, I, I need to see your hand raised. So um, just click one on your keypad, and it kind of raises your hand, and then I can see. Um, I mean, some people are probably just enjoying the show, and a lot of times that's all that happens. But if you do have something to say or share with advice or an experience that you've had in your life and how you've gotten through it, um, we'd love to hear it And because I know a lot of people – you know, or searching for, for ways to get out of these things. So just click one on your keypad. And 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 now I'm just going to go for a quick uh, moment for another uh, commercial break, and we'll be right back with Toby Borgard. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website site truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have with us tonight Toby Bogard, uh, truck driver advocate and health and video guru. and uh, So he's on tonight sharing uh, his story about driver stress 
and what he's done in his life uh, to come out of the um, foothold of, of despair and, and how you can too and come come out victoriously. Now I want to share with everybody what came out with the, uh, out from this and uh, it's called Hope. And just share with everybody what you've got going now uh, to help others. Well, um, the idea for Hope came out of all the stuff I was going through and looking around me. And I said it earlier, if all you're looking at is the negative in life, that's all you're going to see. So with, um, I started looking for positive things. And my, when all of this change came about in my life, I developed something that I am truly grateful for. I began asking God to give me the heart of a servant, just to let me help other people. And as a driver, for me, um, the best way that I know of, anyway, is because I'm I'm such a nut for health, is to help drivers get healthy because of new changing laws and stuff. But aside from that, I wanted to do more than just help drivers. I wanted to help anybody and everybody I could. So I came up with this idea for an organization um, that I'm in the process of starting, called HOPE, and it stands for Helping Our People Excel. And what it is, it's an organization that I'm starting in, uh, I'm in the process of working on getting it uh, approved for 501c3, um, or 3c, excuse me, uh, right. nonprofit organization. Um, and the idea behind it is to help people, period. Whether it be, one of the, some of the things that we're looking at doing are having a food basket, uh, a clothing closet for people, uh, hopefully a soup kitchen, um, you know, job interview help, uh, people, you know, help find jobs for people, help people find jobs. Um, it's just anything and everything that I can personally get it to do um, to help people achieve, uh, I don't want to call it, I know what it's like to be hopeless, and mm-hmm. I know what it's like to feel like hope is dead. And so hope is designed in, you know, the way the, the, the way it is falling out or falling or going is that it's to help people find hope again. That's the whole premise behind it. Um, and right now um, we're working on the IRS paperwork. Unfortunately, uh, it can be an expensive process. And so I'm working on that because it's all coming out of my pocket. Um, I'm working on that. We've tried a couple of fundraisers, but unfortunately, eh, you know, that doesn't go all that well sometimes. And sometimes you spend more money than you make off of them. So uh, it's just something that we're currently working on. Um, I've actually contacted several organizations about it, and we're looking at getting HOPE approved and uh, the IRS paperwork finalized, hopefully before the end of this year, so we can go full force into being a nonprofit organization and get some of these projects um, up and running. Uh, and, and, you know, I want to help this, anybody and everybody that I can. I mean, I don't care. You know, we're we're looking hopefully, you know, possibly doing some daycare and having some spare beds for people, you know, that, uh, like, for example, battered women um, to, you know, have a place that's safe. This is a, a something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and it led to a project that I think that you'll like, um, Donna. It led to a project that is very near to my heart uh, called 18 Wheels of Hope. 18 Wheels of Hope is kind of my baby. And it's a project where I visit children nationwide, and it won't be just me when it's all said and done, but right now it is just me, visiting terminally ill children nationwide 
Um, because what child doesn't love a big truck? I mean, not a day mm-hmm. goes by that some trucker's not driving down the road and some child passes them in a passenger seat of a car or in a car seat and does a little arm pump for them to honk their air horn. Right, and right. Um, so, but it came to me, as a matter of fact, that's what inspired it was a little boy did that. I was driving down the road here a while back, and a little boy did that, and it popped into my head. You know, I lost my sister Heidi in 1975 to cancer, and uh, so it hits really close to home for me. Uh, A lot of these children that are in these hospitals will never get to see a big truck again, so why not give them the chance to see one up close and personal, maybe even a chance to sit in the seat of it? And earlier this year, I was privileged and honored to be able to visit a children's hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. I cannot mention the name for legal purposes, um, but if mm-hmm. you think about it real hard, you'll figure out which one it is. Right, right. Um, um, and the result, the, the response was, was really good. It wasn't as good as it could be. Uh, we were expecting about 60 children. We only got about a dozen. And um, the reason we only got about a dozen is because the weather turned rainy and cold. And right. a lot of those children, the doctors and their parents, didn't want them out in the weather, and I do not blame them whatsoever for that. I have been, or Hope Hope on 18 Wheels, or 18 Wheels of Hope, rather, has been invited back to this particular facility. And um, I just, uh, there's a screening process that I have to go through for every every place that I want to visit. And so, um, but it takes me off the road temporarily, So um, and finances were bad after this last visit. So, uh, the company that I drive for, Conway Truckload, has been very supportive of this project. Um, they don't necessarily endorse it, don't get me wrong, but they, they are allowing me to do it when time and finances permit. So what I'm hoping to do is um, take the rest of this year and schedule some events for next year, get my finances back in order um, after being broke down for eight days, uh, and you know really get things back on track so that that way next year I can uh, – and when hope itself is up and running um i've been told by several organizations and foundations that they do want to help support it uh and so that's a major plus but 18 wheels of hope is uh i'm hoping that next year uh i've spoken with some people at conway about it and it's it's something that we're going to kick around as my finances improve um about maybe possibly what? doing a, an 18 wheels of hope tour next year well, you know, you know, you you you're giving me some ideas here as you speak because these are very, very worthy, you know, causes and ideas. And um, is 18 Wheels of Hope going to be under the umbrella of the yes. HOPE? Okay. Well, you know, yes, um, first of all, I think there's a lot of people because you covered a lot of things in that in that hope. Uh, idea as far as you know, housing and kitchens and sleeping. I mean, that, that's a lot of different things. And uh, have you thought about opening up a Facebook page uh, for that and uh, getting people who really would like to, uh, you know, volunteer? Actually, actually, the Facebook page. There is a Facebook page, and it's um, it is uh. Hope Lives is the name of the Facebook page. It's okay. Hope, Lives. Hope Lives. Okay. And um, it's 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 we do have a Facebook page, and we we haven't done a lot with it simply because I, I there's a lot of scams out there and a lot of cons out there, and this is something right. that is really really near and dear to my heart, and I'm very into it. I'm very I'm 100. percent So I'm I really don't um 
I've had tons of people volunteer. I'll give you an example. I was supposed to visit uh, Louisville, Kentucky earlier this year uh, at a hospital up there and for a very special event that they have every year. I got invited, um, and uh, unfortunately due to scheduling issues and logistics issues on their part, um, I never, I, I couldn't get up there. But um, uniquely is the fact that I had several drivers volunteer to fill in for me. You know, and that was mm-hmm. awesome. That was awesome. Uh, you know, that having to awesome. say, hey, look, Toby, you can't make it, but I can, I'm an owner-operator. Hell with it. I'll drive up there myself, you know. Um, wow. And, uh, but uh, on the flip side, logistically, from their point of view, from the facility's point of view, um, there was an issue with uh, parking as far as what vehicles were going to be allowed there. <clears throat> and, unfortunately, at the very last minute, they had to cancel me going up there. So it it, it kind of worked out in a way but uh, it was disappointing for me because I was really looking forward to the interaction with the children. Um, but, you know, so right. yeah, I, I for, me, for, for me, the, the page is Hope Lives. It's on Facebook. Um, and, again, it's one of those things that I'm not really doing a lot of promotion with until we're further along in the process of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting everything. You know, like, for example, you know, we have to have a three-member board of directors and finding people that are willing to, to, to put some time into that is difficult because it can't be me. Um, and what have you. Um, And I'm looking for three types of specific people. I'm looking for a person who's really good with finances, a person who's really good at administration, and a person who's really good at organization or in legal stuff to, um, you know, fill out those positions on the board of directors because I want every base covered that I can because this is 100% legitimate and, uh, again, it's something very special to me. So uh, I'm trying to hold off on promoting Hope Lives too much until we're further along in the process and have a few more things solid and concrete. Well, the other idea I had is um, and is the GoFundMe uh, website. Have you thought about creating something like that? I think there's a lot of people who um, would be more than happy to donate to such a such a we, cause. Have, have, What's mm-hmm. interesting is we did a, a, a campaign a while back for shirts. We have an awesome T-shirt design for 18 Wheels of Hope, and mm-hmm. it's an absolutely beautiful design. Uh, and unfortunately, um, due to some issues that came up, uh, the T-shirts kind of fell through. The, the design is still there, but uh, the, the, the promotion through a, an organization online, uh, I won't mention who it is, uh, kind of, didn't prove, but there's some other ones out there, GoFundMe and another one called Booster. Um, I'm looking mm-hmm. at possibly doing another uh, fundraiser with the T-shirts um, and seeing, uh, you know, if we can raise the money. Because it's like, it's like it's roughly a thousand dollars to get the mm-hmm. um, uh, paperwork and everything legalized, and that's really the only thing holding us back. Is I've already got the the EIN number, the tax ID number for the organization. I've already got that. So the only thing that's really holding us back is the um, the IRS paperwork to well, get approved. Well, I guarantee and, and, you, I get, I guarantee you that you go put a GoFundMe up. And um, personally, I, I don't think a thousand is enough. I mean, that's probably what it costs. But you're going to come up with a lot of other expenses um, after right. that, and then go GoFundMe on top of that takes about ten percent or something like that. But what I'm saying is, because it is such a worthy cause. Um, I think you would find that you would reach your your goal very very quickly, 
And one of the problems with GoFundMe is the exposure. You know, you put it up there. Well, how do you get people to see it? And I promise you that we will help you with um, our social media uh, to get that GoFundMe out there so as many people as we can well, you know, uh, would be able to see I'll that. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do, Don. I'll look into GoFundMe, and then I'll look into Booster. Booster, you know, for the T-shirts, Booster's a great idea for the T-shirts, and I'll look into that, and I'll bring them both to you so that we can hopefully get this promoted and get this organization uh, with its legs underneath it and up and running because – when it's ready to go, I want to hit the ground running as hard as possible. And and uh, another thing, you're so good at videos, you know. You know, you make a short 30-second, one-minute video um, with your, you know, explaining what it is and the call to action and with a link on the video, and it goes right to the page. I mean, videos are hot right now, and, and you're so good at them that, you know, I think it would really, really work well. I, I don't think you're going to have a problem reaching your goal at all. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is you and I were talking about is uh, you're ready to get uh, put together a new website pretty soon. And um, Yeah, um, the response to this exercise video has been incredibly positive. And here's I, – I, I approached this subject earlier about the possibility of having a complete workout for drivers, you know, a 30- or 60-day program. One of the things that I want to do is and and you brought up the subject of the website, so I'll I'll, I'll plug this for it. Um, I I want the reason I posted the workout on YouTube is because I want it to be free, flat out. So one of the mm-hmm. things I want to do is to to bring, to get a website up and running, and um, to post the workout videos on the website so that drivers can download them. Because when you're watching through YouTube or talking social media, you're using data on your on your phone or your tablet right. or your computer. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't have a huge data plan. So sure. And that takes data. So for me, I want it to be as cost-effective for drivers as possible. And the best way I can think of to do it is free. So I want to be able to get a website up where I can put these videos up, these exercise videos, and, and I'm going to work on doing a video for, for healthy eating. Uh, you know, again, I hate the word diet, and right, uh, right. and I want them to be able to be downloaded from the website directly to your mobile device for free. And that's that's my whole goal. And uh, you know, and one of the other things that I want to do is, you know, if you and I were talking earlier. I, you sent me this link, and I was absolutely appalled at it. This organization. Right. I wanted to bring that, that up. I'm. I'm we're thinking the same thing right now. Go ahead. <laughs> this, this organization out of Oregon that got a $2.6 million government grant plus raised $300,000 privately, which is almost $3 million, to help drivers get healthy in the trucking industry because they're so concerned – note the sarcasm in my voice, please – All right, I about, know. Driver I can... health, about driver health and wellness. If you read through this, you'll discover that – they got they raised almost three million dollars, and they helped. I hope everybody's listening and got their ears cleaned out good because I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not I'll repeat it if I need to. They helped in 2014 in a space of six months. They helped 29 drivers. I'll say that again. 29 right. drivers lose an average of 7.8 pounds apiece. Donna, I've helped hundreds of drivers lose a lot more weight than that. Well, I I totally agree. In six months, 
to lose 7.8 pounds. Now, of course, we don't know what their starting weight was. However, since it is a program and it says they're concerned about the obesity epidemic, uh, they gave some numbers about um, obesity. I'm trying to to look for them in the article now. I can get them to you off the top of my head. I can get them to you off the top of my head if you want. Oh, okay. Here, well, here's theirs, and tell me if they're the same as uh, as yours. Um, let's see. Well, I thought I had it. Twenty percent, according to Grant Description, long haul truck drivers have overweight and obesity rates almost twenty percent higher than the general population. No, they didn't get that is the accurate. exact. What are your What are your stats? The exact The exact numbers, and actually, that number is fairly accurate. Um, we do have an. Uh, we are 20% more overweight than the average in the United States. The average there's over seven million of us out here on the road. The average weight for a long haul trucker in this industry is 350 pounds. That's the amazing. 70% of the seven million drivers out here are overweight, and 56%. 70 percent. And 56% of that 70 are considered obese by stand, by uh, DOT standards. Okay. Wow. And so, I, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we started this health series, and um, I'm glad you're on tonight. But getting back to this, um, it was the National Institute for Health is who spent over the $2.6 and it was the Oregon Health and Science University, who was conducting the program for this weight loss competition. So getting back to what you said about in six months, they lost 7.8. That's a pound a month, just about, or 1.2 pounds a month, something 1. like 2 that. 1.2 pounds a month. Okay. So, I mean, I, I've lost that in a week. I mean, you know, I, it, 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 I can't believe, and they're bragging about, all the uh, modern technology that they're using to get this done. And I thought, wow, hey, Toby, let me ask you something, all right? If, okay. Tell me, what kind of a program could you put together if they gave you $2.6 million? <laughs> oh, Donna, I could, you know, yeah. with that kind of funding behind me, I wouldn't need to yeah. spend most of it. I mean, I would, you right. know, I, seriously, uh, I can – you figure I'm I'm literally looking at posting a three a minimum of three videos, you know, for drivers to do, and I'm gonna it's not costing anybody a dime. It's not gonna cost them a dime to do. You know, the biggest issue, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna share this with the public because it's something that you probably are aware of. Um, there are basically four reasons that drivers don't exercise. Okay. Go ahead. And I'm ready. the first one, and see, one of the reasons that this, believe it or not, and you'll understand this wholeheartedly, and if there's any ladies out there listening, this is for you. Um, I got approached by several female drivers because they were literally afraid to work out outside of their trucks for a variety of reasons. They don't want to be stared at, they don't want to be harassed, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be attacked. So they wanted something they could do in the privacy of their own truck. So that's part of what inspired this this video series that I'm working on. but there's really four basic reasons drivers don't want to work out. One, and, and, and I hate to say this, please forgive me if it offends anyone, out-and-out laziness. They're just lazy. Right. right. And, and we live a very sedentary life, and that gets into you. It gets deep into you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is they're not sure what to do. 
okay, yeah, walking is great, but after a while, you hit a plateau, and you know, with walking, and you can only get so much out of it, or it gets boring, or you don't have a place to walk, or you can, you know, get tired of walking in circles around your truck, whatever. The third thing is fear. Um, you know, because sometimes we don't park in the safest spots. I mean, you hear in the news all the time about driver attacked here, driver attacked there, driver mm-hmm. shot here, driver mm-hmm. shot there. And the last reason, and this is probably really should have been number two, is believe it or not, they're embarrassed or they're ashamed. Right. Because they don't right. want to get out there and be laughed at. Right, right. And, I mean, because people and, can be cruel. I, Yes, they can. Yes, they can. I mean, I tell the story to people. I've been in truck stops working out, and I love the 30-minute rule that we have, the mandatory 30-minute break. I love it in a sense. It's a pain for drivers, but I love it in the sense that it's an, it, it takes out the excuse factor for exercise, okay? Because so, there is many a time that I've I've had to, you know, had a really long shift, and I've driven hard and been tired and whatnot, and wound up going to sleep and sleeping in and gotten up and had to run my butt off, you know, do my pre-trip and run. And then I've got to take that 30-minute break. So during that 30-minute break, I've been able to get my workout in. So um, that's one of the reasons the the workouts are all going to, you know, are all 30 minutes because it takes the excuse factor out. Plus, you can do it in your truck. So you don't have a reason not to exercise except because I've eliminated fear. I've eliminated embarrassment. I've eliminated not knowing what to do. So the only thing that can hold you back from doing this is unless, unless, mind you, you have a physical health reason that you cannot exercise, the only thing holding you back from this is yourself. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, and, and, you know, it's your life, it's your choices, and you're the one that has to make them. And so for me, this whole thing is about drivers and, 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 you know, my whole goal ultimately is to start a fitness and health and wellness revolution in this industry and to change this industry uh, for good as far in, in a positive way as far as the way drivers look at health and wellness. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to maybe get in touch with some truck stop organizations and start working on healthier meal items to serve in truck stops because that's the biggest one of the biggest issues we have with, with eating healthy is, you're in a rush, you run into the truck stop, you grab a combo meal from whatever fast food joints there, whether it be uh, a sub place or a burger joint, you run out, you eat it, and then you snack all day. Right. So, right. I mean, well, you know, the, are, are you going to be at GATS this year? Because there's another group really taking the bull by the horns, the Trucking Solutions Group. And right. um, they have you heard about um, their uh, Fit for the Road it's called the no, Landlord Fit, Fit for the Road. It's a health pavilion. Oh, are you going to Gats? You know, I might be there this year, Donna. I might not. Um, I've had invitations, but I don't know if I'm going to take any of them. Well, I'll tell so. you what. I think when you hear about this health pavilion and with all you're into, I think you're going to want to be there and um, and be among all this. It's an unbelievable um, thing they're doing this year. It's a first year of anything like this. Uh, they're going to be doing health screenings. They're even going to be giving uh, mammograms uh, to people. They're going to do full blood screenings. Um, here, I'm going to click on the link here. Uh, blood pressure, bone marrow donation for the for the cancer uh, people who have you know cancer, and they do bone marrow matches. Um, they're having a cardiovascular uh, cardiovascular risk assessment, uh, diabetes education. Uh, ear acuity exam, 
Uh, chiropractic nerve assessment. Let me see what else. I might have said that one already. Um, glucose, cholesterol, and HDL testing. I mean, this, this is this is going to be incredible. They're going to have a height, weight, body mass index screening, a kidney screening. I already mentioned the mammogram, a nutrition screening, and they're even going to have an ask the pharmacist. I'll be honest with you, I can't wait to go there. I mean, um, it, it's it's really incredible. So, I think. I think you're just going to be in your element if you go to Gats. I think you're going to love it. Um, and like I said, like hats off to them too. So you see, these are all people, and you didn't know about them, and they probably don't know about you, of your passion. And it's great to be around like-minded people who's, who think and who can in, incite you know, this enthusiasm and inspire and keep the flames rolling so that everybody can inspire others. So um, I hope I do get to see you there, um, Toby. I I hope you can make it. I think you'll enjoy it. But um, anyway, Alyssa, I'm going to take one uh, quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com and I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group and with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up to date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. Okay, welcome back, and um, we're with Toby Bogard. And uh, what aren't you known as the truck rider? Was that the name of your uh, website? Uh, I, yes, it was. Um, but uh, the 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 story behind that is uh, he was kind of like an alter ego, and I really oh, didn't okay. like him very much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so your new website's going to take care of the alter ego. It's going to be like more on the health and fitness area. Is that correct? You know what? You know what, Donna. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I went down with an umbilical hernia and had to have surgery to have it removed. And um, during the time that I was down, I realized, and, and, and you know that I had been the MC of the uh, Truck Driver Social Media Convention the two years it was held. It was one of the best right. times of my life. I loved it. Wasn't it loved great? The I tell you what, it best was, thing I ever did. Uh-huh. It was tremendous. I loved the experience. But during that time, I was also doing a lot of promotional work for Cobra Electronics, uh, Blue Tiger USA or Blue Tiger um, and several other smaller companies. And uh, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, honestly, 
I discovered that I really, you know, while I was down, I was away from all that. I couldn't do any of it. And I just decided that I didn't like the reasons I was doing those things for anymore. I was doing them for the wrong reasons. And so I decided that I was going to get away from that and just go back to being Joe Trucker. And that's what right. I did. I kind of, you know, went back to just being a driver. And I've been doing this 15 years. Uh, I've been with Conway Truckload 12 years. And I love what I do. I love the company I drive for. You know, when my son died in 2008, this company bent over backwards to make sure I was there for his funeral. And they did. They, they went above and beyond what they had to do. Um, what they needed to do or what they should have done. And so I will never drive for anybody else. I love this company. I love this industry. And, and I'm still passionate about it. And I've always said right. that when it becomes a job, it's time for me to get out of it. Well, it's not a job yet. But this right. new right. Um, this new campaign, I'll call it, um, to get drivers healthy in this industry, um, <clears throat> it's become my passion. It's, it's It really has. It's I've always been passionate about it to a point, but now it's becoming uh, a must-do or a need-to-do instead of oh yeah I'll play around with it on the edges and do it you know play you know it's kind of like a pet project. No, it's no longer a pet project. Now it's I've got to do this. I've got. I've always said that a driver's own worst enemy is a driver. We are our own worst enemies in this industry, period. End of story. Um, and so... Well, there needs to be more about, supporting of one another, too. Don't you agree? Uh, oh, I, I agree. noticed a lot got, of you, You've been a trucker's wife for a long, long time. You know, you probably right. know yourself. You can't get two drivers to agree on what time of day right. it is, even if they're from the same time zone. And and I really don't understand it, but it, it, it it's kind of like that way. Um, but, you know, if... if all that energy of um, controversy would be turned into empathy and support for one another. Uh, I, I think you would see a huge change, and and I think that's what's lacking. You know, just just empathy, and, and and not just in driving. I mean, just you know, you look around, just the life now. It, it's a lot different, but. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to to interrupt you. Oh, no. Where were we going? No, no, that's quite all right. Well, I mean, you know, again, it's for me, this has become a must-do. I, I need to do this, not for me. Everything I do, and I'm really hoping, you know, and I'm going to shoot, shoot this out there, I'm really hoping that my Facebook page blows up with friend requests from people that are listening, if they don't know me, if they want help with getting healthy. Uh, you know, I'm really hoping that the views on the, vi- the workout video, by the way, just so everybody knows, um, for whatever reason, the last exercise was cut off of the recording. It is a standing mountain climber, and if you go to my Facebook page, you can see it. It is in a demonstration video or what I call a sneak peek video. It's well, a standing mountain Facebook climber. Tell, tell everybody it your is. Facebook page. On my Facebook page, it's just facebook.com uh, for or backslash Toby Bogard. That's T-O-B-Y-B-O-G-A-R-D. Um, and uh, so it's it's posted. The last exercise, as I said, is a is a standing mountain climber. It is um, an afterburner effect exercise to keep your. It's designed to help keep your metabolism burning, you know, throughout the day. Um, I, I tend to. Uh, I, I believe your your body is like an engine. It's like a furnace, and that it's think of it like a diesel engine or a car engine. If you put the proper fuel in it, which say let's say for example. 
that you drop acquires uh, unleaded supreme or super unleaded and you put regular unleaded in it, you're not going to get the most effective uh, drive out of that car. But if you put the super unleaded in there, you're going to get the most effective engine. That engine is going to be as effective as it could possibly be. The human body is the same way. The human body is like a furnace. And when you put the proper fuel in it, it burns at peak. It works at peak. Um, Unfortunately, we're not putting... And maybe I should change the name of this workout to Body Furnace. Who knows? That sounds pretty good. Um, but we're not putting the proper fuel in our bodies uh, as drivers. And uh, so for me, this whole thing is, again, I'm hoping that my Facebook page blows up with friend requests and people that are wanting help to get healthy. I'm hoping that the video uh, goes through the roof with with views. Um, there's 7 million of us out here. There's no reason why you can't exercise. I've taken the excuses out of it. Um so you know, I'm well, really I just, hoping. Well, I just put your I just put your um your page up on Alan's page. I put a link. It says here our guest tonight is Toby Bogard, and then I put a link to your page. So for anybody who's listening, you know, you can just go to our page, which is facebook.com forward slash Ask the Trucker. That's Alan's personal page, and I'll go put it on the Truth About Trucking page. Um, oh, oh thank you, thank so, you. Yeah, and and you know, I just want to tell everybody, you know. Uh, on the trucking social media website that um, we posted the uh, Toby's video on that I was saying got all those views, there's a resource page there. And I want everybody to listen to this. It's a free resource page. And we want people to submit their website. If you have a blog, um, you know, something like what he's putting together where he's going to have um, videos nutrition, things like that, anything that edifies the trucking community. And you send us that link to that website, and we will put it on this resource page for you. And what this is, it's a hub of information. It's um, it's actually, um, let me see. Oh, I'm, I don't have the page up right now. But anyway, it's broken down into categories truck driver health, government sites, blogs, charities, and and it goes it goes through all the different categories so you don't have to search, you know, through, you know, a thousand different websites to go in your category of what you're looking for. And that's the goal of trucking social media to be a hub of information for the industry. So as soon as for example, Toby's site goes live, boom it's it's going to be in one of those categories, either health or blog, probably health uh, category, but it probably could fit in a couple of them. Um, so I just wanted to say that, you know, because it's not just videos trucking social media. There's a um, a resource page, and then we have, of course, our partners page, and these are people who are very, very reputable within the industry uh, who offer uh, services for the professional driver, and you go on the partners page, and then when you go to one of these partners, you know that they are, um, it's quality either information, services, or products. So that that's, that's what it's all about on trucking social media. It's bringing the industry together to uh, with information, trusted, and that's the key word, trusted information and services. So uh, truckingsocialmedia.com. Hey, and if you have a video, all you people that love videos, um, submit your video. There's a section up there. 
just submit your video. We'll redo it and uh, put it in one of the categories. Anyway, I didn't want to spend too much time on that. Time is rolling down, and we're going to have to cut it. Tell me, Toby, what do you want to end with tonight? We thank you so much. You've taken um, an hour and a half of your time to be on our show tonight to, to share all this with everyone. What do you want to leave people with tonight? It, it, you know, Donna, if I was to say anything, it would be, number one, never allow yourself, if possible, to get to the point where you're so despairing that you're ready to give up because God's not done with you yet. I promise you. God is not done with you yet. He has a plan for you. And, you know, and God never gives us what we want. He always gives us what we need. And oftentimes we will discover afterwards that what he gave us, which is what we needed, was a lot better than what we thought we wanted. That would be the first thing I would say. And the second thing I would say is this. Drivers, your health is your choice. Your health is your choice. Make a good choice. It starts with one step. Is it easy? No. Change is hard. Change is very hard. you got to step out of your comfort zone and make a change. But I promise you this, if you want help on how to get healthy, whether it be accountability, somebody that's going to call you in the morning, that's going to kick you in the butt and get you to work out, whether it be motivation, accountability, um, advice, whatever it may be to try to get healthy out here, reach out to some people. There, are, I'm not the only one out here, although I'm the one who's making the waves right now. That doesn't mean I'm the only one. You know, if you don't like me or you you don't know me, reach out to somebody. But I'm always willing to help drivers, so be please feel free. Reach out to me on Facebook, and I'll be more than willing to help you. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, for everyone who's listening um, live here right now, um, we do have Toby's uh, Facebook page posted on, uh, on Alan's Facebook page. And we'll put it on the Truth About Trucking one and Trucking Social Media also. Um, And I want to just thank you so much for for taking the time tonight. Uh, The little woman is yelling in my ear telling me the show is is ready to be over. Um, I think they give you a little grace period, so I don't think they're going to cut us short. Um, But I think it ends the recording. That's what it is. So thanks so much, Toby. We'll keep in touch with you. Make sure you do the same. And I will. Send me that, send me that information uh, for your GoFundMe and get this ball rolling because I don't think it's going to take uh, any time at all. I want to thank everybody tonight who has hung on this line. I'm going to tell you, not one person has has dropped off tonight. Let me well, hopefully down. we had nope. a good. Hopefully we had a, a lot of a good a, a good listening group. I really I really appreciate everyone taking the time out of their schedules to listen to me ramble. Oh no, it was awesome information. We really do appreciate it. Well, uh, everybody, we're gonna um, say good night. Thanks again. The replay will be up uh, probably within the hour, and we'll also post that. Uh, and thanks again. And until next time, ask the trucker live. Thank you, Donna. Uh Uh-huh.
You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.